Hello, Doug. <laughs> Hello, Karen. Hello, <laughs> listeners. Welcome to the boulevard. Uh, I think we need to disclose something up front. Karen might not make it. Karen is under the influence of the least predictable drug I've ever heard of. And you are here to witness it. Holy basil. Karen, what say you? Holy basil leaf. It is an adaptogen. It is for uh, stress and anxiety. And it's supposed to calm you down. And I am telling you, it is like CBD. It is awesome. It is also making me really funny. <laughs> I mean, I I don't know that it's funny, haha. I mean, funny, odd, um, perhaps. But I'm having a good day. I'm having a good day. Yeah, I mean, it's it's column A and column B, so good. Yeah, yeah. I'm having, I'm having good, I'm having good times. I don't know if you are, but (laughs) I mean, how could I not? Yeah, listening to you. Yeah, it's making me really deep. I'm having a moments. shame you didn't discover this a year ago. This could have been a great balm for uh, 2020. Yeah, it could have been a great balm for season four of Melrose Place, actually. Although, Ooh. no, I don't know that it would have Burn. been. I know. Had to get that in. But we are not on the block. We are on the boulevard, and we are going to be talking about what, dear Doug? I got some TV thingies I can talk about for y'all, dear Karen. Okay. So then what TV thingy would you like to talk about first? So now that we get HBO Max, I bemoaned a few times that a show that we had started watching a couple of years back had returned with season three. And we couldn't watch Search Party because we couldn't get HBO Max on our, uh, not our Roku, our Fire Stick. Well, now we finally get HBO Max come the tail end of last year. So we got to see season three of Search Party. But... Now season four of Search Party also dropped in January. So we are now completely caught up on a show we were only 50% caught up on uh, just about a month ago. Um, So I would like to catch everyone else up on Search Party, which is a show that I super uh, duper recommend. Um, And you probably don't remember, I think I talked about this on the podcast going back to the very beginning. Um, But it's a show about for millennials who are kind of, um, I guess, just full of 20-something ennui and sort of have to create their own sense of obstacle and adventure. And one of them, played by Aliyah Shawkat, who is from Arrested Development, thinks that one of their classmates has disappeared and they have to find him. So, okay, that's most of season one, is them in their sort of... Divergent paths, but, but you know, all strung together by their, their quest to find this missing classmate of theirs, Chantal. It ends on a cliffhanger, and then season two takes everything in a completely different direction. It ends in another cliffhanger. And then when season three picks up, so that dropped, I think, summer of last year, summer of 2020. Uh, so it's still fairly fresh. Um, that third season is, uh, governed by a court case. There's a trial for several of the main characters. Um, and the show is already by this point, something very different, um, than it was 
before, but in a way that um, it doesn't feel at all like writer fiat as much as like an ingenious show that just keeps reinventing itself. Mm-hmm. Um, the acting is still very good. The I would say the sense of, of observation about like how this youngish generation is living and how they're making their decisions, I feel like some of that kind of disappears. Um, I think maybe some of the humor is from a fruit from a lower hanging tree. Yet still still smartly done and really, really well acted. Okay. okay. Season three ends on another cliffhanger. And then we have season four, which again is a very different genre splicing show. Each season, 10 episodes, 10 half hours. Um, so I've now seen, what, 40 hours of Search Party? And I have to say, the end just left me wanting even more. Wow. I'm deliberately avoiding spoilers. I don't know if you will ever get to, to see it. Um, but for anyone who's listening and hasn't caught up to it, like, I would have been pissed if anything had been spoiled for me. So I won't say anything. I won't say anything specific. Um, but I was really um, happy and sometimes frustrated in the best possible way about some of uh, the story decisions that were made. So it's like, uh, it's two thumbs up. It's a super high recommendation. Um, acting consistently great. The guests, the day players, consistently great. Um, very, very, very happy the show has continued. It hasn't been renewed, so I do worry that maybe this last season is the last season, but but we'll see. Time was it will tell. A, I waited. Was it on a cliffy? Um, it's it is something four? that is it is something that is a cliffy that can also be seen as a coda, which might not make uh, sense. If you haven't watched it, but it, but I won't say anything more. Okay. Um, but but I think they have definitely opened a door to continue the show. Though I don't know, the show would have to reinvent itself again in another season. Gotcha. So at first, my impulse was to say, "Well, I don't like it as much because this isn't the show it was before." Um, and then I overruled myself and I said, no, it's doing new things. It's doing smart things. It's doing things we really haven't seen that many shows do. So I'm with it. And, uh, I was happy to be able to catch up to it. And again, HBO max. So that's search party, um, seasons three and four, uh, good stuff. All right. Well, that sounds good. And then what is the other show? It's another season four of another show, um, which is The Crown. Ah, yes, The Crown, which I still have yet to see. Well, this is really the season where I feel like it takes a turn. Um, I'm not sure for the worse, but I will say for the different. Um, The earlier seasons have covered Queen Elizabeth in her younger decades, uh, it started in the 50s and moved us into the 70s. Uh, we pick up season four in 1979. But whereas the queen who had been played in seasons one and two by Claire Foy and is now played in seasons three and four by uh, Olivia Coleman, um, most of the other primary characters were men. There was Prince Philip, there was Prince Charles, uh, there was John Lithgow as Winston Churchill. Um, yes, there was also Princess Margaret, but again, mostly a male-dominated show. 
um, in which the queen was a reactive force, not a proactive force. Um, this is a female-dominated season because it introduces Margaret Thatcher and Princess Diana. And it sort of hopscotches around 1979 to 1990 to try and uh, sort of retrace the most of the boldface historical events that happened within the monarchy and, and during that period. Um, but what we have is Gillian Anderson uh, as Margaret Thatcher and a uh, very wonderful Emma Corrin as Princess Di, who is yeah. someone that I never had any interest in ever watching anything about um, ever and and found myself drawn in. So I give I give props to Peter Morgan and the show top to bottom. The cast, as always, uh, is excellent. Uh, Helena Bonham Carter continues to play Princess Margaret in these middle years. Um, Tobias Menzies as Prince Philip is great. Doesn't get a major plotline of his own. Uh, most of the the leading male stuff falls on Josh O'Connor, who is and continues to be Prince Charles with the most hangdog expressions I have ever ever <laughs> ever seen. Um, but I I thought this was going to be in a sense for. Uh, you know, such a prestige show, its own kind of jump the shark season. Because mm -hmm. I thought it was going to be kowtowing too much with the Princess Diana stuff. And it really doesn't. It is a different feel for the show than its previous seasons were, but I found myself enjoying it far more than I had expected it to. So, um, you know, I'm glad I didn't <laughs> postpone watching it longer than I did. I think it dropped about two and a half months ago. Uh, we we really liked it and ended up binging it in chunks over the course of one weekend, which for us is a lot. Um, so so happy to recommend Crown Four to those who, uh, for whatever reason, had thought about watching and did not. And we're recording this on the eve of this year's Golden Globe nominations. Uh, I predict we'll see a lot for the Crown uh, come tomorrow. Oh my God, we're. Golden Globe. It's, it's award season, but it doesn't feel like award season. But we're we're plowing forward nonetheless. Wait, the nom Wait, I'm so no. The Golden Globes have usually happened by now, right? Because Correct. they usually happen Correct. at the end of January. They used to they used to bump up against Sundance. Yeah, that's exactly that's exactly right. The Oscars postpone themselves to the end of April. And then the Golden Globes push themselves back and then other award bodies followed suit. Yeah, typically the Globe nominations come out in like mid, early to mid-December uh, and then late December, excuse me, late January is when the awards take place. By now, the Oscar nominations themselves would have been out. And in fact, the last year's Oscars were a year ago this coming weekend. So that's how all the dominoes have have fallen back but in I the end it, i thought it was weird that like the the crit the new york critics circle or whatever whoever the one of the critics organizations like only just now announced like a week ago announced like winners and i was like wait what i was so confused yeah it ultimately hadn't changed much because most of the films that were going to be released were released this year how they were released is what changed, but the timing uh, ultimately didn't. So we're pretty much still talking about the same group of movies we would have been. Everything is now 
uh, taking place in like a 16 month span instead of a 12, 13 month span. Yeah. Uh, but, but now here we are and it's kicking into high gear. So I know that you are kind of out of the loop and you don't hear about a lot of the things that are being released or are dropping right now, but you may start to get a sense a bit more right now of what the, the things are. Aside from obviously this podcast. Yeah, because again, like tonight, my, my husband was like, hey, do you want to, you know, what movies do you think you want, might want to watch? And I was like, I have no idea what's even out there. And I just feel like the pandemic has just made it like, I don't know, like so hard to know what's left, right? Like what's there. And like so much of my life is about streaming, streaming, streaming. And, and I just am like, are there movies still? Like, do people do movies? Like, is this a thing? <laughs> Yeah, although most of what I hear from people who are watching movies is they're accessing it because they're uh, in the business or they're in a critics group, they're getting screeners, that sort of thing. I don't know many lay people who have actually been able to watch current new movies that much. Yeah, I mean, because apart from like, I don't know, maybe Wonder Woman, like the, the really big tentpole, you know, the really big ones, like I don't. I'm, I have, no, I most of no them. Idea. Most of them have been delayed. There was the Christopher Nolan movie *Tenet*, which just kept gilding the lily and pushing back potential theatrical release dates, and then ultimately just sort of went to the twenty-dollar on-demand route. And some people saw it, but but ultimately not that many. Which kind of has Christopher Nolan in a tizzy. But um, most other people ended up selling their content to streaming platforms. Now I have a question too. Okay. Um, it used to be with the Oscars to be Oscar nominated or in contention for the nomination, you had to have a theatrical opening in New York and LA. Like you had to have a theatrical run of X amount of days in both New York and LA. Have they really, have they loosened that? Yeah, they revised that. Um, I don't know what all of the fine print is, but essentially any movie that was initially intended for a theatrical release and changed its release process is still eligible. Is still eligible. Okay. So, yeah. so, cause that was that, that was, I was like, oh, that's a bit of a head scratcher. How are they going to handle that? Um, so, but okay, that then that's, that's been managed. And then I feel like I had another, another question. Oh, yeah, I did. So, because of this, now I, I have started to um, listen to NPR in the mornings, but on my Alexa, so I, I think it's important to, because I, because the commercials, even though NPR doesn't have commercials, but let's call them commercials, um, you yeah. know, yeah. They take breaks. By, yeah. yeah, they take, yeah. they take sponsored by breaks. Um, I think might are different than what you ne hear like on, like on your radio dial or okay. even online streaming. I think it might be different, but I'm hearing a lot of for your consideration type of ads where they're like you know sponsored by blah 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 movie because I'm never listening right so I don't right. even know what blah 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 is until like the very end it says you know on you know for your consideration or like it has that tag at the very end which is like all eligible in all categories blah you know blah and mm -hmm. I was like wait what is this a new thing that that they're doing for your consideration ads on NPR because that used to just be like a variety and Hollywood Reporter thing. I don't know if it's new. I mean, I know they have done those sponsored ads for films in the past. I don't know that they've necessarily said for your consideration. Like they're very specifically, they're very specifically like for awards 
con- like for awards consideration, like that, like you know, that is like very much part of the. It is not necessarily a commercial for um, theater goers. It is it is very specifically a thing to say we are in awards contention. This is for your consideration. Yeah, that that could definitely be a new thing. Okay, because I was just kind of curious about that, um, and I and I thought it was really interesting. Um, and like I said, I heard on my Alexa. I don't know if this is actually out there on the radio airwaves or or like if you're streaming it from your computer or whatever. But that comes up on Alexa. Could be. I don't know. I haven't listened to any of my NPR podcasts in a bit. But when I do, I usually fast forward through the quote unquote commercials. Oh yes, yeah. I'm just listening to whatever's on in the morning on WNYC, yeah. so it like goes back and forth between like national NPR and and the local, right, right, the local, the local stuff. So, but I will say that something has thrown a slight monkey wrench into this year. I don't know about the Oscars, but it may be a thing tomorrow morning at the Golden Globes, which, okay, will have already potentially happened by the time people listen to this. But Hamilton. So you know how Disney Plus. Shared mm. the the video recorded stage performance. Yeah. Even though that is not technically a movie, it's not something that was adapted and filmed for the screen. The Hollywood Foreign Press Association ruled that it is eligible for Golden Globe consideration. Uh, so I expect you will see that in a couple categories tomorrow as well. I don't know that it carries over for any other award bodies, but that will be part of the Golden Globe musical or comedy. Um, dialogue tomorrow it's my guess oh okay so w- it would be would it be tv considered would no. it be c- considered tv as or would it be considered movie. film it would be no, considered but as a movie it would be even though we have a movie like the prom which was re-envisioned and recast and directed by ryan murphy from its original broadway musical to now being a film for netflix that will have the same eligibility as hamilton which was a stage performance that was video recorded and dropped to streaming at one point initial intended for a theatrical release um that they are both of the same awards eligibility come golden globe time but isn't hamilton also be getting a theatrical adaptation or no do i have that wrong it was always just going to be the broadway play filmed as of right now that's it Oh, okay. I, for some reason, thought that it was going to be There's different. been talk, but I think nothing official stated. Ah, okay. 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 Um, so, yeah. So, I, I mean, those are, those are two of the uh, movies, I think, to expect to be nominated tomorrow. Okay. I'm sure I'll have some other reactions um, come next week. All right. So be sure to listen next week then when I may still be flying high on adaptogens. I hope so. I, I don't stop. Don't stop. Won't if stop. Helping, if it's helping you sleep, we should reap the benefit as well. It is. Although all, 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 all things being honest, I mean, you sound pretty together, unfortunately. I'm sorry. Work on it. Maybe next I week. I know. Maybe next week. Well, in a couple of weeks, we'll probably be lit when we do this. Oh, maybe. We, we've, we've had talk about maybe we, we would do some 
over the podcast drinks during one of our recording sessions. We'd be doing a non-Chardonnay drinking celebration. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't be Chardonnay. You no guys, Chardonnay. If, what what is your spirit or wine of choice, or your your vice of choice? Because it doesn't have to be alcoholic. Yeah, we it don't like soda. Them. It could be juice. But Let we us don't. Know. Yeah, and we are not Chardonnay fans. No, we are not. No, we are not. Don't send us Chardonnay. But <laughs> if you wanted to send us something, that would be nice. Yeah. But you can send us Sincere. You can send us Sauvignon Blanc. Absolutely. You can send me gluten-free beer. Mm, you could also send me Malbec. Oh. Um, yeah. I can't you can also... Bread. I can't drink oh, bread. No. I get migraines. I get migraines, so I can't. Uh, I can't uh, drink the well, bread. Well, my wine. beloved is not a fan, so mm. it fall. It will fall on me to drink those. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you would like to send us something less tangible but equally heartwarming, you can also leave us a five star rating on iTunes. I'd rather have the booze. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pandemic. Damn it. <laughs> Times be tough. I know. Reach out to us on Back on the Block Pod on Facebook if you want to also share some love uh, that way or leave us five stars or send us alcohol. We're easy. And and or. doesn't have to be or. It can be and or. Oh, it can be and. It can be at Valentine's Day is coming. You know you love us. Show us your love. Show us your love. Um, All right. I'm going to bed. Yes, Karen, you have been a valiant soldier. And I suppose the same can be said for all of you listeners. Um, Thanks, as always, for tuning in. Uh, We wish you continued good health. And we will see you next week when we're back on the boulevard.